welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about, and we're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. There are tons of opportunities right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Melody Urbanic and her company, Cafe Samino. Melody, are you ready to get down to business? I sure am. All right, Melody. I'm so glad to have you on our podcast to share your story. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Melody Urbanic is the owner of Cafe Samino, located in Sutton, West Virginia, in Braxton County. Melody Urbanic and... Chef Tim Urbanic, he's a co-owner, have over the past 20 years lovingly created one of the state's most popular and celebrated inns. Cafe Samino Country Inn was named one of the South's best, uh, South's best inns by Southern Living Magazine. It's a full-scale service inn with 10 guest rooms, an award-winning gourmet restaurant, a riverside cafe and bar, outside dining, ample grounds with 500 feet of uninterrupted access to the Elk River, and the guests, of course, can enjoy the peaceful setting of this upscale country inn, whether for a romantic getaway, a business retreat, or just for dinner. I invited Melody on the show to talk about their company and to share her story, give our audience some valuable insight into her business in West Virginia. Melody, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into Cafe Samino. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Sure. Um, I cannot believe that we have been in business for 20 years. Mm. It seems right now like a blink of an eye, but um, my husband, Chef Tim, said one day, well, let's open a restaurant in Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we kind of did it on a wing and a prayer. He was a, a great cook, had always been a great cook. Um, learned at his grandmother, his mom's, and his aunt's side how to cook uh, the southern Italian foods, you know, from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I loved people, so we just did it. Bought an old hardware store, and uh, by Valentine's weekend of 1999, we opened Cafe Samino, which, to fill in the blanks a little, was just a restaurant. For eight years, we just had dining. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Melody, kind of, uh, in other words, what's your 30-second pitch for Cafe Samino? What What is it that you uh, tell people that you do? Okay. I feel like what we do is promote what's really good about West Virginia. Yeah. From the food, from the atmosphere that we create for our guests, 
uh, from our incredible staff who are, are lovingly trained mm-hmm. <laughs> to be, you know, hospitable, get that good Southern hospitality uh, with an elevated um, knowledge of cuisine and the food they're serving. And I think that the guests like that. So they're comfortable, like they're just, you know, maybe at a home somewhere, mm-hmm. but uh, they're dining uh, the same kind of uh, uh, dining that you would get in New York City or, or some upscale, you know, kind of destination. But it's just in a really laid back place on an estate mm-hmm. uh, by the river. <laughs> yeah, and, and That's our a, goal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a gorgeous place. I've been there before myself and uh, I've I was always taken by the the quality experience, you know. So you have 10 guest rooms. You have this Mm -hmm. amazing restaurant. You have this idyllic location. Uh, Mm -hmm. So talk talk a little bit about that experience of what what the guests can have, you know, full service with with the whole whole weekend there or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what we tell folks when they first call um, is, you know, once you park the car in front and you just park right in front of the house, just like you're coming to your relative's house, yeah. come in the door and, you know, a whole wonderful weekend awaits you where you can just unwind and relax and enjoy great food and drink and service. You know, old school kind of service where if someone sees you sitting on the veranda, they're going to come over and say, would you like a glass of wine? Would you mm. like some iced tea? Mm. Would you like a coffee? You know, you're, you're, you're just seen as a visitor, a guest to the home. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really say enough good things about our staff because, you know, Tim and I handpick these mm. staff. You know, we have handpicked them and they're all local. Mm. <laughs> so, again, uh, promoting what's good about West Virginia. These are local people and who are providing a, as you say, and thank you for that, a a quality experience. Mm. And they love it. They feel like it's their home. And I think the guests feel that. And um, so, you know, you sit around on the veranda, you have some drinks or some coffee, tea, walk around the grounds a little. We have a little reflecting pond Mm. uh, on the grounds. And, of course, some folks like to go all the way down to the Elk River, as I'm sure you've seen. It's Mm -hmm. a very accessible it's a flat water kayak and canoe river so yeah, not intimidating it's very inviting and then come and check into your room you know or we try to make our rooms comfortable and relaxing and of course um a lot of people love the the historic quality of the rooms you know you just can't get uh, a house like that anymore, you know, Absolutely. it was built um, 121 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So you, and take uh, us, take us Melody, take us back 20 years, you know, when you first oh, you know, got involved yeah. with Cafe Samina, how did, how did it actually come about? How did you get started into this? Well, we, Tim and I both were in behavioral health care. We mm. worked for a behavioral health company and we had pretty high, you know, high stress, but very interesting jobs, you know, mm-hmm. working with people uh, with disabilities and developing programs for them. And uh, we developed our programs around the arts. Both of us have a degree in art, not business. <laughs> wow. We are both artists at nature, you know, and with our uh, degrees. And um, we had to leave that because that company dissolved. And so we're like, oh, okay, what do we do? And as I said earlier, uh, my husband just said, you know what, we can open a restaurant. <laughs> and we did. I mean, that's really how it happened. Wow. Um, 
I think that we just followed our instincts and just tried to provide a dining experience. Those first eight years, it was just dining, a dining experience that we would want. Mm. Uh, how would we want to be treated? What kind of food did we, we like to eat? And yeah. we just started doing that, and the response was overwhelming. You know, uh, those first eight years built our following and our clientele that followed us then down to the transition to the full-scale country inn. I mean, yeah. we bought the mansion down the street from the old, you know, hardware store that, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of kept together. Chef Tim likes to jokingly say, with smoke and mirrors, you know, we mm-hmm. kept it up as yeah. best we could. So are you guys from that area there in, uh, in I am from County? Kanawha. I'm from Kanawha County. Okay. I am not from Braxton, but um, when I met Tim and got married to him, uh, we live on a farm, 40 minutes at uh, near Big Otter, <laughs> West Virginia. Yeah, sure. You sure. pass it. If you're driving yeah. from Morgantown to Charleston, yeah. you pass our exit. And uh, we live on a farm about 40 minutes away from Sutton. Very and cool. it's basically the closest big town. Yeah. So, yeah. so fast forward to, to 2019. Yes. What would you say is the, the thing you're most excited about for your company right now? Well, right now, what we are realizing is um, the learning curve for technology mm-hmm. is a, a little challenging for Chef Tim and I, and our son and our staff are all helping us. Uh, we're exploring making the inn available on Airbnb, and yeah. we've already had probably three or four guests on the Airbnb site. That makes it accessible for people who want to book like that. You know, just get on, look at it, bam, you know, pay and come. Mm. And, uh, you know, not a lot of prep, you know, not a lot of sauce. So we feel like that's opening a whole new, uh, open up, opening us up to a whole new uh, bunch of folks, you know, that mm. want to come that way. And then we still have folks that want to call us and plan their special anniversary. And so we're just trying to merge, you know, those two worlds of our kind mm-hmm. of old-fashioned, full-service, country-in kind of way, and then maybe a more modern uh, self-check-in and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. We're also very excited about our son uh, wanting to uh, carry on for us for the next 20 years, Excellent. Eli, yeah. our son Eli. So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> good it, news. The next generation, right? That's right. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you mentioned, you know, the customers being able to book on Airbnb and, and other things, but, you know, the ge- the geographic market that you serve, where do your customers come from? Yes. Uh, most of our guests drive one to two hours. Mm-hmm. Our average guest drives an hour or more. So we are not just a restaurant, we're not just a B&B, we're kind of the destination. We're the thing we're coming to do that evening or that weekend. Mm. You know, they're going to eat, they're going to relax, spend a lot of time. Our guests know that they can stay as long as they want at the dinner table. Mm. We're not quick to try to turn over tables, you know, and hurry. You don't feel hurried. I hope you never felt hurried when you came. Right. No, absolutely <laughs> um, not. Yeah, yeah, we just want people to know that they, we understand that they drove a long way. And that's the one thing Chef Tim educated all of the servers on uh, very early on. He said, you know, people who come to our place are not just around the corner. They're coming from all over the state of West Virginia and they're travelers. And they really need to be pampered and, you know, just want to slow down and get full service and mm. 
So that's what we try to do. Well, so so my takeaway from what you just said there is that, you know, West Virginia, obviously, tourism Mm -hmm. is an extremely important component of our economy. And having a destination like Cafe Samino, not only are you a business, but you're also an ambassador for West Virginia. Thank you. I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Jim, there's one thing I uh, like to say, you know, to people when they come here from Canada or mm-hmm. New York or, you know, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there halfway through the meal, and I come and say, how is everything? And they go, you know, we just didn't expect this. <laughs> and I say, you know what? Breaking stereotypes every day. That's like we what we love to do. <laughs> That's great. How many employees do you have there? Cabin we have... Mm-hmm. We have an average of 10, a little bit more sometimes, mm-hmm. a little bit less, but about 10 people uh, run the show. That's great. As we say, front of the house, back of the house, mm-hmm. entertainment, housekeeping, and um, uh, Chef Tim and I, we're still, you know, mom and pop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and soon Eli will be. Yeah, that's right. That as well. So what would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? Um, I would say, you know, the people, you know, the people of this state are so loving and supportive. Once they find something of quality that they want and and they like to come to, they're very, very loyal and supportive and bring us more and more guests all the time and just show us so much love. I don't know if you notice, but I'm I'm pretty, uh, pretty active on at least Facebook Mm. and uh, Instagram Mm -hmm. with our you know, with our business, letting sure. people know what we're doing because it's so immediate and it's so easy, you know. Yeah. Whereas the website's a little more cumbersome, making changes. Mm-hmm. And people really check in there and, you know, they show us some love. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of lot of followers. Yeah. And, and, and that's cool that you've built a following, too. And you have yeah, regular oh, customers to augment, you know, travelers yes. and things of that nature coming yes. up, and, up and down I-79. I think yes. That's, that's, uh, that's definitely a great business model. Melody, uh, even though our show is called Positively West Virginia, oftentimes Mm -hmm. I ask the question, you know, what is your worst business moment? Take us to that place of your worst experience. I think there's so much to be learned by those little uh, trials that we may face, or maybe it's a large trial. Take Mm -hmm. us to that place of your worst business moment in the last 20 years and tell us that story. Well, um, there's two. (laughs) One might be a little... You know, it was less terrible, but it was definitely something we thought would be really cool, and it wasn't. Is uh, you've been to our Anjam, and you know mm-hmm. it's the big estate. You know, yeah. you got the mansion house, and you got the carriage house, which has four of the ten rooms. You got the little brick cottage out back that's got two more rooms in the main house, and then the bar down by the river, which mm-hmm. people love. So for some reason, we thought that just wasn't enough, and maybe. Uh, we should open a cigar shop and maybe have, you know, uh, rent half of it to a massage therapist and uh, sell cigars and have a little cigar lounge across the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. It kind of was a neat idea because the poor little house needed a, needed some love. And it looked a little rough. So we lovingly, you know, fix it up. look like a little Cape Cod cottage and it's real cute. And it's right across the street. And sunk a lot of money into it that year. <laughs> um, and did it and tried to run it for a year or so, but we realized it just didn't, wasn't feasible mm. uh, because you had that beautiful bar down by the river. 
and people that wanted a cigar were usually down there having some drinks and knew they could go around the lawn there by the little reflecting pond mm -hmm. and have the cigar there. So it was cumbersome. So we pulled all the cigars out of that little house, brought them back down to the inn, to the property, the estate where they originally were, mm -hmm. and it's worked a lot better. Mm -hmm. So that was one of those things that sometimes you just do something because you think it might be neat and you don't follow through. Oh, that means staffing that full time mm -hmm. also when we already have the staff at our other place. Mm -hmm. So for us, that was an unwise decision. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the one takeaway from that experience, what, if you could sum it up in one sentence, what would it be? Um, when you think of doing something, follow it all the way through, the logistics of it, mm -hmm. uh, financially and uh, staffing-wise and energy-wise, and see if it really does make sense. Mm. That's great. Before you just jump into it. Absolutely. Great. Because it's something you think would be fun. Great advice. Yeah. Melody, I want to take a quick second here just to mention some of the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. They are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today once again is Melody Urbanic with Cafe Samino based in Sutton, West Virginia. All right, Melody, let's get right back to it. What's the vision you have for uh, Cafe Samino long term? What's, what's that vision look like? Well, the vision is that um, our son will continue to show more and more interest in management of the inn. And Chef Tim and I can take a little bit of a, little bit of a backseat role mm -hmm but still be very involved in the end. We love having our gardens at the farm. We have two. We have a, a garden in the front yard, a garden in the backyard. We have an orchard, and we like to grow food. And mm. That's kind of how the restaurant started, was bringing foods from our farm to to the old Cafe Semina restaurant, and people loved it and uh, caught wind of that. And actually... Mm. Uh, Tim became known as the grandfather of the farm-to-table movement in Excellent. West Virginia. Excellent. Love yeah. It. Yeah. So yeah. we're kind of, you know, full circle. We want to be able to bring the foods in to the inn and provide them with great, you know, local produce uh, right from the, uh, we call it the Cafe Semino Farm. You know, it's it's the feeder farm for the for the inn now. Wow. That's great. And, um, and even baking. Uh, Chef Tim uh, has built a chef's kitchen at the farm because my kitchen wasn't good enough. He had to have a real chef's kitchen. <laughs> and he's starting to bake there, you know, so we're there. Yeah. we got our golden retriever around and we're really laid back. And then we box all the goodies up and bring them into the inn. Excellent. So in our, you know, later years, <laughs> that's kind of how we would like to be involved. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Melody, how do you, you know, you'd mentioned uh, social media you mentioned yes. the website. You mentioned, you know, uh, the Instagram. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you mentioned like the, the the word of mouth and the referrals you get. But how do you attract new customers coming into Cafe Semino? What's what's your strategy there? Um, by constantly being, you know, mindful of, of what our guests want. You know, if they want classes, if they want to have pasta making classes, get a group of people together to come, mm -hmm. then we are open to that. Yeah, come on, books and learn. Chef Tim will be happy to, you know, uh, offer a class. Sure. Um, you know, just being open to things that people want. We've had folks 
uh, who want to entrepreneurs who want to start their own business ask us to consult with them. Mm. And uh, we love to do consulting with new hospitality businesses. The most successful uh, of which is um, The Barn Within. And I could highly recommend you to speak with them sometime. They're wonderful. Mm. Uh, Chapman and Harry are the owners of a really cool B&B in Wellsburg, West Virginia. And uh, they were, uh, they're probably our poster children of the consulting that we have done. That's great. Where we yeah. shared all the, you know, business ups and downs and how to get started and, and try to share with them some things to avoid and some things to grasp onto mm-hmm. when you're opening a business. So we like to do that. That mm. that brings us new customers. Um, again, the Airbnb component is, yes. is bringing us a, a younger demographic, millennials. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, I hope that we can continue to grow for the next 20 years. Yeah, that's great. What's one of the <clears throat> biggest challenges that you face right now? Oh, one of the biggest challenges that we face right now. I think that um, our geographic location is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's been a tough sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you've been there, and you yeah. see how lovely it is once you get there. Mm-hmm. But I, to talk people in the first time, talk them into coming, you know, to West Virginia, to mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we are right in the middle of the state, right. kind of a tough sell, you know, to somebody who's not adventurous. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you, those who do come, love it. They go... Oh my goodness, you know, who who knew this is so cool? Mm-hmm. Your place could be anywhere in the United States. It's beautiful. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, get off the beaten path a little bit. So <laughs> that's always challenging to us now. I mean, sure. and, and our guests tell us that because they're yeah. all from, you know, urban areas and sure. and stuff. Well, many of them are. And they go, oh my gosh, if you were <laughs> fill in the blank, if you were there, if you were here, you'd be packed all the time. You'd have to have twice the staff. Uh. And I'm like, yes, we know that. <laughs> wow. But we're where we are, and maybe it's part of the charm that we have. Sure. But yes, yeah. I would say that's the most significant challenge we Absolutely. have. Absolutely. What Melody, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners and entrepreneurs in West Virginia, whether it's, you know, in, in the hospitality space, tourism space, or, or, or anything? You know, obviously one of the missions that I have with this podcast yes. is trying to encourage our young people to stay yes. here in West Virginia. You know, like people like your son, Eli, don't yes. leave. Do something yes, here. Yes, don't so yes. what, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business people that are thinking right. about doing something here? Mm, I think that you need to be passionate about what you're doing. You know, that old saying about, you know, find something you love and you'll never work another day in your life. Yeah. Part of that's true. You know, you finding something you love. You are going to work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be consuming. But, geez, make sure it's something you really love. Mm. You know, and in the hospitality business, you better be the kind of person that loves people around all the time because your depi- your business depends on just that, yeah. people being around all the time. Yeah, well, I could just, um, I've never met you personally, but I can tell that passion just comes through <laughs> and you exude that passion. Oh, so I, I, I can tell that's one of the reasons that you've been so successful. What's one thing that you do every day that you think contributes to your success? 
I talk with my partner, you know, the love of my life, my husband, the the chef, really the heart and soul of our place is Tim Mm. because of his passion for food. And Mm -hmm. it's really the reason people first came to us. Now they stay for a lot of other reasons. I think that the food is really the king. And uh, we talk every day, make sure we're on the same page. Sometimes we have to flip them back and forth a little, the pages, and make sure we're on the same page Mm -hmm. and talk things through. And another thing that uh, we learned from our, we did do some uh, wonderful training with Covey, Stephen Covey. Sure. And the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, I would really recommend that reading to anyone, anyone in general, but as business people, it's really nice uh, to read that because it's all about you know, your personal effectiveness, being the best person you can be so that you can then attract uh, like-minded people and you can help them, you know, be the best that they need to be. And that's what you need to run your business. You have to have, you have to surround yourself with people that, that understand, you know, how to be with others and how to be respectful Absolutely. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you guys took this pivotal moment where mm-hmm. the company was closing down that you worked at for, for many yes. years and 20 years ago. And you said, well, let's, yes. let's start a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, and, and so just that moment and what you did, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that you were running from something. You were running to something. Right? Exactly. And, yeah. and you were able to take this this situation that was in front of you and turn it into something so amazing. And for 20 years, you've got this tradition now of excellence and serving people. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So we think it's really cool too. (laughs) So, so I asked you, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, things that you do for success. And you mentioned Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. I always ask people, what's one book you would recommend? Is there another book that you would recommend? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh gosh. We read so much, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, most of our reading now is, you know, getting into novels and Mm -hmm. kind of our relaxation. Um, you know, I, I do love, you know, everything, everything he's written. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the personal self-help stuff. Yeah. I do. Well, let's talk. Um, let's talk a little bit about leadership, uh, yeah. because obviously, as an owner, you're you're in a role of leadership. What do you, you know, what do you consider some essential traits or characteristics of an effective leader? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like you will never fully get. Um, what you need out of your staff. You won't get the leadership and the management or whatever uh, in the decision-making, the confidence in decision-making, unless you back off, or, you know, as Covey says, mm. get out of the way so others mm. may get going. Mm. And boy, that is a hard thing for most small business owners mm-hmm. because, you know, you're so scrappy in the beginning and you're like every single, have to take care of, manage every single thing. A part of that's because I think most small business owners aren't really sure how to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly, you're wearing all the hats. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything. You're micromanaging because you started it alone. My husband and I just did everything for probably the first eight or nine years. Mm. And then we realized, okay, 
Take a deep breath. <laughs> We've got a good bunch of folks around us, good right. staff. Let's be leaders mm. more than managers. Let's mm. lead by example. Let's show yeah. how to do it and kind of let them get their feet wet and make decisions. Yeah. And so we have a wonderful executive chef and we have our son, a general manager, and we have Jill, who's a general manager. Mm. And, um, and so for the past several years, um, they have been making more and more decisions. And when the more decisions they make, the better they get at it, the more feedback we get from our guests, how well they manage the end mm. for us. And, oh, you weren't there when we were here last, but they're great. Yeah. Yeah. They take such good care of us. Well, that's a compliment to us. That Absolutely. makes us feel good. Absolutely. John Maxwell yeah. referred to that in his 22 irre- Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, the law of the lid. Yes. You know, yes. the leader is often the lid of the organization. So I want to ask you a, yes. a, like a follow-up question to that, and it's the flip side. What do you mm-hmm. think... Uh, you know, what are some characteristics of effective followers? Um, hmm, effective followers. I think that they need to uh, be in, in, empathic. You know, I feel like a, a good follower has to uh, have a feel for how others around them are feeling, yes. <laughs> how their decisions and their actions affect their coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it can cause strife or it can cause, you know, harmony uh, in how you are with others. And so sometimes that's a hard thing as a leader to, to see, you know, negative behaviors, mm-hmm. even though you know the person's a great person. And you're like, oh, and so, it, you know, that whole thing about, you know, praise in public and, um, you know, give feedback in private. Mm-hmm. You really do have to be that, you know, one minute manager and pull that person aside <laughs> and say, hey, <laughs> exactly. yeah, you just try to be this way with this person. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. You all aren't going to have the same strengths, but we all have you here. We, Tim and I want you here because of your strength. We mm-hmm. want that person here because they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. And so I think for them to be good followers, they have to you know, have good personal leadership, which means taking care of the business mm. and basically, hello, treating others as you would want to be treated. Doesn't mm. it always the come back rule. to that? Yeah, it's amazing, right? <laughs> it's simple. It always comes back to grandma's mm. saying, right? Why do we yeah. make it so tough? <laughs> I don't know why we do. Uh, Jim, I, I have a, a daughter. We have a daughter in New York City, and we're traveling right now back from New York City. Yeah. And that's what she does. She's a corporate trainer. Oh, wow. And she says, Mom, I'm basically teaching people the golden rule, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just like teaching people to be good to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Melody, uh, I've really enjoyed our conversation. How, how can our listeners learn more about Cafe Semino and get in touch with you guys, maybe to book sure. a reservation for dinner or come down and stay for a weekend? Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. I'll tell you what, um, our phone number. Can I give that our phone yeah, number? Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's 304-765-2913. We take reservations by telephone for dinner, uh, for lunch, which we serve on Friday and Saturday, and for overnight lodging, for business meetings. You know, you can book the whole inn. Many people book the whole place for retreats and, mm. and special events. So, yes, the mm. telephone's always good. 
Um, of course, we have a website. You can send us an email, and our website's cafeseminocountryin.com. Great. And really, Facebook is all awesome because it's so immediate, and everybody's sure. there all the time. <laughs> love it. Love it. And we'll put links to all those things in our Thank show you. notes uh, on PositivelyWV.com. Melody, it's it's been a real honor to have you on our show today. Uh, I think what, what you guys are doing, you and uh, and Chef Tim, are is just awesome. Uh, you're like I said, you're ambassadors for the state of West Virginia, and what you're doing in the hospitality area, especially down there in Braxton County. It's really great. Oh, I, thank you so much. Yeah. We're honored. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. Well, again, thank you for, for being on the podcast today. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Melody Urbanic and Cafe Semino in Sutton, West Virginia, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate you by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments and encouragement as well. And uh, please do us a favor and share these stories on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 